Shall we begin? This is Brianna Stewart, and listening to Dishing and Pushing. Hi, everybody. It's David Siegel, and it is finally time to get ready for that WNBA season. Camps are opening up this weekend, beginning of next week. Teams are gathering. Some players are finishing up their seasons overseas. And some new coaches are taking a look at their team for the first time. And I am pleased to welcome back to Dishon and Swishin, one of my favorite coaches to have on the program, just one of the best people out there in the game. And that is the new head coach of the Indiana Fever, Pokey Chapman. Pokey, how you doing today? I'm great, David. Always nice to speak with you. Uh, I'm listening to your intro, and you, you've got it down to science. That's exactly what we're doing, <laughs> counting down these days, assessing the roster, checking playoff games abroad, seeing how that's going to adjust the, the, the calendar of events here. But it's an exciting time, especially being here uh, in Indiana and, you know, as you know, uh, one of the most storied organizations. So I'm excited to get started. Well, there's a couple of new things there for you. First of all, one thing is, you know, we were talking before we started recording this was, you're a coach. You're no longer general manager. You're just being able to focus on the task at hand. How, how does that change your approach at all? As you get into looking at people for your first, for your first camp in Indiana, well, the thing about it is the success that Indiana's had. And you look at, uh, at KK, uh, Kelly starting her you know, 18th year here, and she obviously has done a great job in creating a culture here. Um, but she's also extremely communicative in terms of players and needs, and, and uh, it's definitely been. Uh, awesome for me to sit and speak with her and see how she's thinking. So the the task uh, has been a you know teamwork in that regard. Uh, but at the end of the day, that's something she's done extremely well, and uh, I trust her judgment there. So the difference for me is you know some of the nuances of the, you know connecting with the agent and locating it, it frees you up <laughs> uh, to just concentrate on some of the basketball stuff. And 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 let me be clear. Uh, not that that was ever a problem uh, in Chicago. I, I wanted that task. Uh, it was a great learning experience for me, and it, maybe some of it uh, even helps me here uh, as you know we move through free agency and, and continue to build this this team. Absolutely, uh, things are different. You're looking at a different roster, obviously. But the other thing is, you know, there, there's a change in Indiana, and for the first time in too long. Tamika Catchings isn't going to be there, and uh, I mean that in a positive sense too long, that it's been great having her. So now this is a team that's going to be looking for a new identity to some extent, to a new face uh, with Tamika not being on the roster. Of course, she'll still be around now that uh, the Pacer group has hired her, which was a great move. So so now who do you look to for leadership? Brianne January has been there for the long time, or Elena Larkins. You know, who who are your leaders that you anticipate uh before they go out there and actually do it? I mean you you hit the nail right on the head. You start with those two. Uh, you think about Bree and starting her ninth year, also the position. You think about you know, Elena Larkins and being part of that core group. And as I'm learning the organization, the players, you look at someone like Marissa Coleman, uh, and there's different ways of leading. Uh, 
I don't think you expect one person to replace a Tanika Catchings, but I think the impact that she's had on so many players uh, outside of the game, <laughs> you know, uh, just in, in terms of their total development, some of that stuff shows up uh, in practice and on game night. And I'm sure it'll be an adjustment. But I, I told someone, you know, when I took this job in November, who better to learn from all those years in your career? I mean, people can play, you know, 20 years and never have the experience of having Tanika Catchings uh, in the locker room for so many years. So I, I think to the best of their abilities, uh, I think they're well equipped to take that next step without her. Well, I wanted to focus on two new players in particular because you look at a roster at this point and there's so many different people that are on there. But there are two names that are new to the Indiana roster that I wanted to touch on. First, of course, is Candace Dupree, who came uh, through that through that big trade that sent uh, people all over the place, basically. Uh, multiple team transaction. Uh, she did struggle a bit last year in Phoenix, but she's been a tremendous player over her career and she's had a amazing off-season. So so what are you looking for in incorporating somebody like Candace Dupree into the lineup? You start with the obvious, with the position that she fills, but also the veteran presence. And you think about uh, a new identity uh, without catching. I think that's someone who's you know been on a championship team. It's a calming element uh, because she's been in the trenches. Uh, and that's not even the basketball stuff yet. Uh, we like her game. You know, I like her game. You know, a, a struggling year for Candace Dupree may be a, <laughs> a really nice year for most people. Uh, but like you said, you know, she's gotten some momentum. She's playing abroad. Uh, she's going to bring, you know, just that veteran leadership. She knows how to score the basketball. She plays well with others. Pass the ball. You can post her up. That. You know, 15, 18-foot jump shot she's knocking down. So I think, you know, she will transition well to the core group of players that we have here. Now, the other person that comes in uh, is the rookie uh, that you got, which surprised people that she was around when you finally got a chance to pick. And uh, that is Erica McCall from Stanford, who does so many things uh, on the defensive end of the court in particular, which is uh, something that I know that uh, you're looking forward to having a strong defensive team, which, uh, well, let's not say that the old teams weren't as in Chicago, weren't that strong defensively, but they gave up a few points. <laughs> so, uh, you know, know, and, and listen, <laughs> and, and, and listen you, you're not saying anything. You know, I was in Chicago six years, and as the roster changed, and coupled with how the game changed and the pace of the game changed, um, you know, the defensive presence was not felt often. Uh, and and I, I think um, and that's not a knock on anyone or anything. Uh, it's just one of those things where I think the roster here uh, with some of the light, you know, players are the same size. It gives you an opportunity to do a little bit uh, more defensively uh, in terms of switching, taking things away, being really disruptive. And uh, you're talking specifically about McCall, and, you know, she has a high motor. She can move her feet. She's quick reacting. Uh, I like the fact that, I mean, everyone likes the blocking of shots. I like how she can alter her shot. I like her ability to rebound. She can get out and run the floor like a guard. So you couple all of those things that she could, you know, just continue to concentrate on those blue-collar areas. I mean, that's what makes this team go. Uh, so it was a really, you know, exciting draft night for us when the opportunity to draft her presented itself. 
And Fiona Fitzgerald, also I had seen, of course, in the American Conference and was very impressed mm-hmm. with as a guard. Now, obviously, you have a very deep roster, but there will be opportunities, at least initially with some of the people still out, for someone like Fitzgerald to prove that she belongs in camp. You're exactly right. And you think about, you know, you, you can really you know, speak about her because you saw a lot more than others, but the position, you know, is the point guard position that, at a premium for one, but you look at someone that had to put up so many points, but was still able to, you know, average seven and a half assists uh, by being the focal point. So I think that, you know, speaks to having a lot of savvy at that position. Uh, I mean, obviously, we like to think we're teaching them everything as coaches, but sometimes players just have a little bit of savvy, uh, calming presence about them when things are hectic, and she really displays some of that. So we're excited to have her in camp and, and see how it's going to pan out. And uh, then, you know, you you have seen the jump in players from year one to year two, and I'm sure that you're looking forward to seeing, you know, the continued improvement of Tiffany Mitchell, who did mm-hmm. so well last year as a rookie, but brings so many of those flexible and tangible type of things, being able to float between positions that, you know, I know you like so much because of the versatility it gives you. I do, and... I can remember, you know, the first time I spoke to uh, Tiffany, I just liked her enthusiasm because, you know, you just had this intro into some all the good things that she did and all she could talk about were the three or four things she needed to work on. And this was in November, <laughs> and she's in Russia. And so I, I like that. You know, she remembers having to adjust after those first eight or nine games and areas of play that she needs to improve upon. And then before you know it, uh, she's reaching out to me to send her workouts you know, and, and more workouts to work on certain areas. So I'm excited about that because, like you said, you know, she can play multiple positions. She's athletic. Uh, she can get to the rim. You know, I'm going to challenge her a little bit more to grab some more rebounds for us. Uh, but I, I could probably say that about every player. But she's hungry. You know, she's been well coached all throughout college. She's been successful. She was in an organization where that culture is already established. So she's just hungry. And I'm excited to see that breakout when she starts figuring it out and uh, putting in even even more work. And don't misunderstand that, David. Uh, I get nothing but good reports. You know, she she also puts in the work like she's already a you know third or fourth year pro. So that's going to bode well for her and us. Absolutely correct. I mean, she is you know she has always been a hard worker. That's for sure. I mean, and and sometimes a little you know at least in college she was a little. Uh, too giving. I think sometimes that she could have been more uh, more aggressive in keeping the ball for herself instead of just dishing the ball off, but because she was being too generous, uh, not because of, uh, you know, a lack of determination or a lack of motivation, that's for sure. You know, I, right. I'm, looking at the, I'm looking at the roster, Coach, and mm-hmm. I know that there's been questions with injuries and stuff looking down in the post in particular on this team, but, you know, there are a lot. You know, there is, you know, you've got a, you know, just going alphabetically down the list, you've got a Chunwa, you guys brought in, you're bringing in uh, Colado, Dupree, Graves is in camp, Larkins, of course, McCauley is coming in camp, McCall is there, McKinney, uh, Devereaux Peters. There's a lot of posts there. Now, you have been known to, in Chicago, rotate your posts, get whoever the hot hand is. Uh, is that something that people will be looking to see, will probably be seeing in Indiana too, or do you uh, foresee this shaking out depending on health and needs or 
know, what, what are your plans? Do you have any even at this point to yeah. actually get yeah. everybody in one place? Well, you always have, you know, a plan. You look at the numbers. You know, you're, you're going through the numbers. Uh, a couple of needs that we always talked about was getting bigger uh, in the post, you know, being able to protect the rim. And sometimes protecting the rim is not letting them get into the paint. You know, it's not often. It's not always, you know, once they get their shot and going and block it, there's, you know, some size, beef, but also some, you know, athletic ability. Uh, but also, I, I feel like you look at someone like a McCauley, she's someone that actually Indiana had her in camp, I guess, four years ago. And then I had her in camp two years ago. And, and over the course of time in playing abroad, she's someone that's transitioned to playing a four and a three. You know, so it, it gives you some flexibility there. And those are the things that, you know, we're looking to figure out in camp. Uh, and there's always the injury bug and people being healthy. Uh, but from that standpoint, we needed size. Uh, we need to secure more rebounds. And also, you know, Vicky's one of those players that we think can swing to two positions. Well, it should be certainly competitive with the people that you have there. No question about it right. because they are extremely competitive people. You can't bring in two Notre Dame players like Peter, like Peters and Achunwa and not have them ready to pound on some people. And, of course, I love watching Elena Larkins and the way that she plays at her size the way, like you said, sometimes it's keeping them out of the paint as opposed to blocking the shot. Elena Larkins takes that to a higher art form. I agree, and, and sometimes it's underrated. You know, she puts in the work early, and it's not just physical. Uh, she's an intelligent basketball player, and she works her butt off. And it's not uh, not always about being six six five. Uh, it's about recognition and, and being tough, and that's something that I've always admired about her. Uh, she just continues to grow her game, and she plays big. And, uh, you know, what I'm hearing, and I used to hear this on the court as an opposing coach, I could hear her becoming more vocal and confident and comfortable in a leadership role. Uh, I, I can distinctly recall that, and oftentimes uh, post players don't do that. So she's really comfortable with her growth and her role and, you know, possibly being one of those leaders that we're going to look to, and I think she's going to embrace that. When you talk about some of the players, some of your wings, you look at Coleman, Shanice Johnson, Maggie Lucas coming back, hopefully healthy, Mitchell, there's going to be obviously more opportunities for them with Tamika not there to to score. Uh, do, you put the, do you put them to a challenge to step up and see who's going to get, the, get those extra shots when they come into camp? Is that something that you look to do? You look to challenge them? to take it to the next step for them, or do you just let it play? Well, it's it's both. You you look at, you know, players are a year older, you know, they're more experienced. They know what's not here. I mean, we don't have to mention the elephant in the room, but part of it is, you know, I'm going to encourage them to be a star in, in their role, you know, it, 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 and then uh, I think you start with that. I mean, certain players have certain skill sets, uh, that are more conducive to getting shots up, some space to floor, some dish it. I think you start with that, uh, and I think you have to put the, the pressure on, hey, we're missing 15 points and seven rebounds a game. We, we know that. Uh, I want them to be comfortable in the, the work, the body of work that they put in, uh, the trust they have in each other, and I think those things will come. 
Coach, I don't want to put you on the spot about anything, but I did want to ask you about the other teams in the Eastern Conference a little bit, what you thought of the moves that were made in the offseason, which means that we do have to bring up the Elena Deladon trade that happened you know, subsequent to your leaving the Chicago Sky. Uh, what, what did you think of the moves that were done in the offseason, people like Tolliver coming in, uh, along with Deladon to Washington, you know, Connecticut making the trade with you, bringing Kaiser in to shore up with Janae being hurt, and of course some of the other moves that were done, you know, in other teams. Atlanta not having uh, Angel on the team this year for most of the season, if at all. You know, what do you think of the uh, the way the East is shaping up this year? I'll start with I don't like to lump all of those scenarios into one. It's really unfair. Uh, it's different things, but I will say this. You know, as a, I listen to some of these fans, they were so excited about the the movement, regardless of what motivated it. Uh, but basically, every team just got a heck of a lot better. Let's get real. I mean, we can sit there and dissect it. I, I think teams made some uh, really good moves, um, you know, to give themselves the opportunity to have some of the most success. I mean, you start with Washington and you know, you're not putting me on the spot. I mean, it's our game. It's, you know, our, our life. And anytime, you know, a former MVP, former rookie of the year uh, can go to a franchise and all the things that we're hearing, uh, you know, going being close to home and some of the comfort that that can bring, that's huge. Uh, and, and also, you know, with Tolliver. So the whole on that, that was great. Um but I think every team, I look at what, you know, we were able to do with Dupree. It was something that was needed, and we were able to get it done. Uh, and obviously, Kaiser's a really good player. She was in high demand. So there were so many key elements of that. It's just a matter of what certain teams needed. Uh, Atlanta, you know, having Angel sitting out. You look at the trade with Dallas in, in L.A. You know, the game is evolving. You know, some teams are trying to get young. Some teams are trying to show up certain positions. There's a domino effect of that. So it's exciting for our league because oftentimes there's not a lot of moves. So to, to sum all that up without, you know, making it sound like um, it was all the same, I think every team got better, and that's going to make for an exciting season. It's always nice when we have an influx of new talent, too. Yeah, so it, exactly. That always, that always exactly. helps. Everybody's, everybody's excited right after the draft. Right, right. <laughs> well, Coach, I want to thank you for taking time. I'm looking forward to seeing the new look Indiana Fever with you at the helm. And, uh, you know, I, I know it, that they're going to play an exciting, uh, fun type of basketball, that's for sure. Putting pressure on the ball and uh, trying to put pressure on your opponents. And look, I'm looking forward to it as well. Uh, this is a great group we have here. I love the culture. Uh, I told them at my press conference, I said, listen, there's not – a lot I'm going to have to, you know, it's not a lot that's broken, so I'm not going to try to fix what's not broken. Uh, so I'm looking forward to just adding some element of play that's going to, you know, continue to have us in the playoff hunt. Well, I'm sure you're going to be right there. Thanks again, Coach. All right, take care. Good talk to you.